Gonna hit the button now, Josh. Hit it. The music. Such a cool This is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovative, non traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. Ooh, that timed out so good because we just ended as the music just faded out like that. Yep. That was unplanned. I didn't know it was going to happen that way. No, no, it's planned, Brian. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. It's part of the the ensemble we have going on here, the, the je ne sais quoi of our podcast. So, you know, here's a, here's a question, Josh. Uh, this is, at the time of this recording, I'm a, just a few days out from my trip to Korea. And right. so for listeners who have never heard some of the previous episodes, go back and check it out. I have a pretty uh, life life altering life important super duper all the life stuff all the life stuff in one trip coming up uh, yep. i've never been back to korea and i've been accepted for a trip to go and meet a lot of other korean adoptees from around the world this has actually brought up a lot of feelings because there's a lot of um complexity to the topic now what's interesting is that as uh there's people piling into this group in whatsapp and People are. I get to see like, hey, where where is this country code? And there's Luxembourg, and there's Finland, and Sweden, and uh, the UK, and Germany. It's a lot, really, really fun, and some of a good US of A. What's interesting to me that I've been thinking about is how people communicate. And you know, I'll be honest. If uh, if I said if I said to you, hey, I'm 100% comfortable going to my motherland and not knowing language, not knowing those things. I, that'd, be a, that'd be a lie because part of me w- wish I would have had more time to prepare to have learned at least a little bit more, more than hello and thank you and that kind of thing. What's interesting in this group is like everybody's speaking English. They're from France. They're from whatever. It's like, hey, my name's so-and-so. Looking forward to seeing everybody. <laughs> and it's interesting that you find ways to communicate uh, when you have that, like a shared experience, you know what I'm saying? Like none of these people I've ever met. What's really funny in this group is that you see lots of Korean people and a few white people <laughs> because right. we all we all landed in like the states and stuff like that where it's predominantly you know light skinned folks. Can you talk to me about this? I'm tying a few ideas together. You took French in high school. Right. Of the group of friends, you were the one that did. Well, Eric Can, did too. Oh, that's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I would venture a guess that you didn't take French because Eric was taking French. You kind yeah. of made that decision on your own. Why French? Um, French was like part of my my uh, family. 
right? So like my great grandfather was from Canada, he's French Canadian. Um he spoke French and some Finnish and some other other language uh, language English obviously, but he maybe spoke something else, I'm not sure. But I just wanted a little more context. I mean, they weren't from France. They were from Canada where they spoke French. So I just wanted some, uh, it was a little different. Like, also, it was kind of similar to English in a way. And we lived really close to Canada. So I thought, well, if I ever needed it. Um, it's also spoken like a lot of places in the world. But so is Spanish. And I should have probably, because I moved to Florida, I probably should have took Spanish. That would have helped me a little bit down here at least get some context you know that was that was something that um when i chose spanish it was like oh yeah spanish because why not spanish you know because yeah, I, I mean to be honest there was only three to choose from it was spanish german or french yes that's right so i mean there you go <laughs> now when you, when you started learning french did you start to feel like you made some connection to relatives and ancestors that you didn't have before by learning the language i mean i didn't really think of it that way um it was more of uh oh if i go here i'm gonna be able to at least kind of understand what they're talking about it was i didn't think of it like oh this is like something that one of my relatives spoke mm -hmm. so i uh that's just how i took it at the time but i was you know what we were like 16 years old 15 years old I think now it would mean more to me if I would learn like a language that my relatives spoke, like especially like like Polish or Russian or Italian. Like those three languages are big uh, in my family, so it would be like those languages would make would mean more to me. I think than that would. Do you ever desire to go back on a trip to to just see places where you're from? It's a little yeah, bit a little like... bit further distance from you in terms of generation just generational distance right right so it, i've always like wondered like what so like my um like poland like poland where my great grandmother came from kind of understand what that looks like you know i mean it's probably looks a lot like minnesota you know um just with older buildings so <clears throat> she spoke polish and russian right so um I do kind of like want to like like uh, Sardinia, which is the island off of Italy, which is where my great grandparents came from. So I do kind of like like want to go there sometime to see what it looks like. I'm sure it's like now it's probably especially like a beautiful place. It probably was a beautiful place before, but there might not have been a lot of opportunity there, especially after or I'm sorry, before World War, after World War One, before World War Two kind of kicked off. There might not have been a lot of opportunity, and that's why they left, because that's why a lot of immigrants left. Now, my grand great-grandmother on my father's side, I was told that like she saw like the, the, the death squads coming to kill the czars and everything, so she knew like the Bolshevik Revolution was happening. Mm. And then she says, we're out of here. And like she got on a boat and came to America. And so that's why she got here. So I think a lot of times people are just fleeing and it would be interesting to go back to see like why, like not, maybe not why they left, but where they left, what it looks like now. You know, one thing I was struck by when I, when I saw my friends in Italy uh, a couple summers ago, they were, this is going to sound really funny. They were ethnically Italian. Right. Now, 
and it's like, oh yeah, and like your family lived there, and their their parents lived there, and their parents lived there. I think because the the United States is such a it really like we the old term like it's a melting pot, right? But people, if you weren't like a native per, like a native tribe that lived here, right, you came into the country, right, and you had other things that you brought with you, other things that you carried in in your experience, and I, I understand why now there were. Here's like Little Italy. Here's you know Koreatown. Here's Chinatown. Here's you know n- name a country of the world because people banded together because they knew like this is a new adventure, and we need the support. And those type of things I think to me are interesting because you had to build relational infrastructure from scratch. Like there's a very specific type of uh, immigrant experience, whether it you know whether it's to the U.S. or anywhere. It's like if you go from one place to another and you're going to stay there for an extended period of time, that's a different experience. And you, I think you view it through the lens of, well, hey, I'm here for a few months. I'll go back home or like oh, this is home. It's got to be very jarring, I think, to be able to, to have to adjust to life that way. Right. And especially like an entire language that you don't speak where when they came to the United States, English was the language spoken here. And so I can understand why they would kind of group up into groups of their own types of people, like, right, like where their people came from. So even in the city I live in today, we have this huge uh, group of Ukrainians that live here and they speak Ukrainian and they speak another dialect of Ukraine and they speak Russian. So I have a friend that's uh, his name is Dmitry and he tells me like they speak, they don't really understand each other, but they do. And the languages are similar. But they usually all speak at least two of the three uh, types of dialects that they have and languages that they have. But I understand now kind of why you would glom up with your groups of those people because you're not really you don't have to try to so hard to communicate with somebody in just a basic level. Like you could just use the language that you're used to. Now, he came to the United States when he was like 13 or 14 years old and he's in his 20s now. So. He re- still remembers, I mean, obviously first generation immigrant, but still remembers what it was like back. Now, like for me, I'm literally like third generation, right? So like I don't, we didn't learn the languages that our ancestors spoke. And because partially, like I even asked my grandfather the question, like, why didn't you learn Italian, right? And his parents wouldn't teach him. Like they said, no, you're American now. And you speak English, even though they spoke Italian at home and he did speak Italian somewhat. But once they died, he didn't remember it. It's really just, interesting. Yeah, he just never spoke it after, you know, years and years after that. So I think there's a different attitude today uh, about wanting to keep kind of your heritage alive. And it's not a bad or a, a, a good thing or a bad thing. It's just kind of what it is. And I think it's important to remember where you came from. It's also important to remember where you are. And like, you know, you kind of get both worlds. Now you're, you've been here, Brian, for a long time. And so, you know, your whole life, basically, like we'll say 40 years, because we're not going to date you that hard. (laughs) We'll say 40 years. (laughs) Brian's been here, right? Except for the first year of life. Yeah. So 40 years. Okay. So then he's going back. (laughs) So, now he's going to go back and it's going to be like he is an immigrant. But you're in your own country. Right. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. And uh, 
I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'd be great if you took like a journal with you and started just writing some of your stream of consciousness thoughts and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Sabrina has said that a couple different times. I have a small notebook. Uh, I've been debating how much podcast gear I bring with me. I probably just record into my iPhone. Record in your good. iPhone. Yeah. Yep. Go in a quiet spot. Fancy iPhone now. It's very fancy. I know. I just upgraded for this trip. Yeah. <laughs> I need to probably get a, a, an eSIM card just so I can, uh, you know, have a couple other apps at work. They only work with Korean phone numbers. So it'll be interesting. You know, the Asian Americans also took a different tack. They were saying, like, hey, we're going to integrate into America, right? So oftentimes, sometimes you'll see groups of, of Asians in the United States and it's like, well, aren't you Chinese? It's like, yes, but you're like as a as culturally American as you possibly can be. Because at that time they said, Well, this is how we gained the acceptance right. in order to have social traction and stuff like that. And you know, there's a lot of things that I think now people go like, Oh, it's okay if you're from another place. Like bring that to me. Like California was such a wonderful place to live uh, for the short time I did because everybody's from everywhere and people were people and it was really, really cool. It was just like, oh yeah, I'm from here. It was just a very casual conversation. It wasn't as so weird, you know, to see somebody that was um, just from another place and like from another place recently, you know, and then you had people like, oh yeah, I grew up in California. My grandparents are here and stuff like that. And it was just one big, you got to, you got, I think you learn so much more in that regard when you can share. Um, right. One of the things that I'm going to make sure I do is record is kind of understanding where, where I am in space and time with understanding who I am. Because every, every day you, you're you and you become a different you. So, you know, you said like, hey, it's important, like kind of what happened in the past and then like your present, what you're doing. But it doesn't inform future self activities. No. Right. You know, it's a good way to understand context. Like we talk about on the podcast, often, the contextual awareness. Right. And then, I think a lot of that stuff, like, was you're adapting the expertise of what you're doing. It's like, well, now that I understand the context and I understand how I got to the present, what am I going to do with that for the future? And that's something that I'm really looking forward to jotting notes down about to see what that feels like. Um, anyway, I, I think especially now that the world is very familiar with one another in terms of oh i can go online and i can see videos of some random part of the world that i didn't even know existed growing up it's like oh yeah just go to the youtube channel for like the the town government or something like that right there's so much information i think that makes people some people might say oh yeah it's there i'll check it out later but i think it also gives it an opportunity for people to really let that part of themselves shine and i think my encouragement is to to Explore those things in earnest because you never know what's all there. You may think you know what's there, but it's it's kind of like an undiscovered country. Yeah. So I think we need to leave that there and just let people think about the, the entire message. And this is also another one of those like book ending episodes where I think it's going to be great because this is capturing your entire thought process throughout we are literally less than a week before Brian leaves. So this is great. And I want to keep this like this. So when you're gone, write notes down, whatever. Because when you're back, even when you're jet late, we're going to record an episode just to kind of get your like stream of consciousness thoughts out. 
And then once you're rested, we'll record another one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, did I make sense last week? Right. Until next time, folks, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.